find that group of people and surround yourself with those people, not the naysayers, but the yaysayers. Because the yaysayers can get you through on those days when you feel like you just completely and utterly made a huge mistake. You find those yaysayers and put them all around you. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Welcome back to another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs. This is the show where I interview business owners, entrepreneurs, and influencers in East Idaho and learn the stories of their challenges and successes. Thanks for joining us today. Today, I get to interview an amazing lady who is known for bringing you your daily buzz. So welcome, Angie English, owner of Angie's Queen Bean Coffee. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. We're, uh, I'm so thrilled to be able to interview you. I'm, you have such a great personality, and I think that you're going to give us a, a lot of good information today telling us your story. Well, I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> okay, me too. It's a deal. Um, so, Angie, tell us about Angie's Queen Bean, and what is it exactly? Like, what what is the Queen Bean? Okay, so um, I'm silly. I call my truck Queenie because she wears a giant crown on the front. Yes, so she does. It, this is a coffee truck. It's a coffee delivery service. So I... I bought a giant truck, a 24-foot truck, and had it special made for me in California. And I took delivery of it at the end of March. And I have on board full espresso making equipment, coffee equipment, smoothie making equipment, like two beautiful Blendtec blenders. I've got four sinks. I've got a huge refrigerator. And I have snacks, bakery items, um, all kinds of good treats. So I come to your place of work. I throw open the side of my truck. I have this huge vending window and you come up to the window and we play coffee truck <laughs> that's and that's awesome. what it's like it's like going back to my childhood of playing house this is like playing coffee truck it's the ice cream truck for adults it absolutely is people come <laughs> running and yes. they're happy and the, the only thing I'm missing is the music and I'm working on that okay good because I think I need some sort of horn or some sort of music to be playing as I go through the through the um, neighborhoods I love it I love yeah it. so this was you said you ordered this out of California it was a food truck and they well like, how does that happen okay so actually it's a brand new truck that we bought that was like a blank truck I bought it at a dealer a dealership in Dallas, a brand new Chevy box truck. Oh, I see. And then the guy who builds the trucks, he flew to Dallas and picked it up from the dealer and drove it to Southern California. And he kept it in Southern California for three months and he custom built this for me, um, brand new. Wow. And then at the end of March, he got back in that truck and drove it to Idaho and brought it up my driveway. Oh, that's so fantastic. It was. And this How guy's. Go ahead. No, this guy's been building coffee trucks for 40 years. His name is Bruce Cosmala, and he uh, his company is called Seattle Coffee Trucks. And he this is all he does is just build these beautiful trucks for people. Um, and so he knows, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's how that happened. So did you get to pick, so for those of you who have not seen her truck, you need to see it because it's darling. It has a beautiful wrap on it. And on the inside, it's this gorgeous black and white checker pattern. So did you get to pick all of that? Or was yes. that kind of like, this is what comes in a coffee truck? Well, what comes in a coffee truck is the basic outline. Like he he has a basic set plan of where the sink will be with sinks. There's four, where the, where the machine machinery will be and then I got to design all of it like all the colors all the finishes all the wrap everything I got to pour my heart into that and so, so did you already know it was going to be Queenie did you have this vision I did have okay so the name came to me it just popped in my mind Queen Bean and I'm like I love that I just loved it. And, I, and so then the first thing I did was I Googled Queen Bean because I'm thinking somebody yeah, else has probably already thought this. of it. Yeah. And there were two other people, one in the Midwest and one in California, and they each uh, had Queen Bean. So I threw an Angie's on the front of it because uh -huh, nobody has Angie's Queen Bean. Excellent. So that's how that came to be. But it was a moment of clarity. I was just like, I, I'm not going to say for sure if I just dreamed it in the night, but a lot of, a lot of things with this that involved this truck came to me in dreams. And this, so Queen Bean was, was something that I feel like was given to me, the name. And so then I just went with it. 
And then the fun part was designing the logo because I really, really love my logo. So I got on a website called logotournament.com and in that graphic designers from around the world compete to win your logo. Yeah to design it and win the money. So I, I did the lowest one. It was like 275 bucks. That gets you like 50 designers inputting logos. And immediately almost the guy that I, that I, my logo came up and I was like, okay, we're done with the contest. I love it. It was so great. I just knew uh -huh. that that was my logo. And then you own the files. It's great. He gets my 275 and I get the files and yeah. it's a perfect trade and you own How the fun. How did yeah. you know about this? How'd you find out about that? Well, all of, all of my information either came from Bruce, the coffee truck guy or my cousin, Tammy Osborne Har. Okay, she's tell my me about first Tammy. cousin, and she lives in Twin Falls, and she has a coffee truck. Aha! Uh -huh. Is and that she, kind of where the genesis of this had come from? Absolutely, was. I had no idea there was such a thing, and you know, this we we were able to catch up after a long, long, long absence of having each other in our lives. I mean, it has just been a huge blessing to have her back in my life. But we came together for through a coffee truck, and she told me, you know, after literally I have not known Tammy most of my life hmm. and together together she has just well I mean we came together through this idea of the coffee truck and because I caught up with her after a long time and she's I'm like what are you up to these days and she's a nurse and she's like but I also have a coffee truck I'm like <gasps> what what is that <laughs> yeah I need to know truck. this she's like come ride with me yeah and I did and that, because if, is this a thing I'm not a coffee drinker necessarily, yeah. but like in cities around the world or around the nation, are there coffee trucks running around? Well, there must be because Bruce himself has built 160 of them. Wow. So over the last 40 years, yeah. I mean, he's, he was the, he was before Starbucks. This guy is a dreamer and a doer. Yeah. Right. And so there, yeah, there are coffee trucks. There's, you know, a lot of big cities have a huge food truck population. Right. Idaho Falls is starting to come on board. And, but as far as I knew, there was nothing like that anywhere near here. Yeah. Closest was Twin Falls. Yeah. I do, I have found out recently there is a coffee delivery service in Blackfoot. Okay. Um, they don't, they make it in their shop and then deliver, and then deliver it out. It. Mm -hmm. um, so they don't have a truck, but they are delivering coffee in Blackfoot. So that's pretty cool. Okay. So I think this kind of service is starting to catch on. Yeah, you're a trendsetter. <laughs> well, let me just say, my cousin's a trendsetter yeah. and she let me in on all her secrets and she's been amazing. So she was the one uh, that you told me about Logo Tournament. Yeah, I oh. went on the ride. I, in a few hours, I saw enough to know this was going to be what I was going to be doing. I wow. just knew. And on my way home from Twin Falls, I called Bruce and I ordered my truck. <laughs> well, that was not a, that feels like a little bit like a impulse buy. Uh, just a little. <laughs> and especially when I got home and explained to my husband that I had to do a coffee truck and he is like, what? Yeah, right. This isn't a little <laughs> tiny purchase. No. No, it absolutely wasn't. So it was it was one of those things. Of, it was like a moment of clarity. I just knew it would be perfect for me as I love people. I love coffee. I love serving. I love food. I love everything to do with just getting out there and just making people happy with putting things in their stomach. That has been, I, you know, there are, I, I'm a born again Christian and God gifts us. When we become born again Christians, he gifts us with spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. And my, one of mine is service. And that is something I have just felt so passionate about for so many years is I, nothing makes me happier than having people at my table, serving them food, serving them coffee, or better yet, sitting at this, at the counter in my kitchen. And I'm just throwing it out like Flo from the old show, Alice. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. Oh, yes. Flo's diner. I'm just, I love food. I love giving food to people. So let's back up just a little bit. Okay. What, so have you been in food service all of your life? Like no. how did this, this, <laughs> was this your first career? Like, no. Why okay. For um, this? Well, I was raised in, born and raised on a farm and then, um, I got married very young. My husband was 21. I was 19 and I didn't have any skills outside of driving a swather, a tractor. And so I came to town, um, moved to Idaho Falls, the big city, and got a job in a bank. Um, and I was, was a bank teller because I, 
I didn't really know how to do anything outside of, I knew how to work. Yeah. yeah and yeah, then I'm after sure that, did. I went to work at a, an a office supply place for a few years. And then I stayed home for a while, taught piano lessons, had kids. And then something switched when my last kid was born. And like when she turned one year old, I went back to college. Okay. So, and then I became a dental hygienist. Okay. So wow. I was raising three little kids. I had a husband and a house and I was studying dental hygiene at ISU. And I did that. It took me four and a half years because I was super, super nervous that mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to do it with the kids, but I just powered through and I became a dental hygienist. And I was a dental yeah. hygienist for 17 and a half years until my hands went kaput. What? Tell me about that. What do you mean? Well, okay, so I started having problems with tendons in my hands, starting to get arthritis. I had carpal tunnel issues. No problems with my back or neck, thank heaven, but my hands were just, are they're just toast. Like, so is this an occupational thing? Like this happens to hygienists? Absolutely. Huh. We're doing tiny movements repeatedly for hours and hours and hours on end. Um, the last... The, the straw that broke the camel's back for me was in August of last year, I had to have surgery on my left hand. And I had two different uh, areas of surgery where they fixed a condition called trigger finger. Yeah, right. And it's a tendon issue. And when they were, when they were doing that, the doctor noticed some very weird tissue around one of the fingers she was operating on. And she pulled that out and did a biopsy on it. And it didn't look good. She's, it's not, it wasn't cancerous or anything, but it was definitely Injured, scar tissue, uh -huh. long-term stress injury. She's like, Angie, you're done. Hmm. She's like, you're going to be back in here eight more times. Cause I had two done. She's like, it, it's going to happen eight more times. And I, you know, really previous to that, I had just fought it off and pretended like it wasn't happening because I absolutely unequivocally was happy in my career. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I loved my patients. I loved my boss. I loved my coworkers. It was heartbreaking mm -hmm. to me that it was over, but I just knew that door was closed. Mm -hmm. It was closing. Mm -hmm. And for anybody who knows me, they know that I'm not very good at sitting still. I wasn't ready to just go home and sit still, mm -hmm. but I knew that I couldn't be a hygienist anymore. So did you not go back after you had that surgery? I did Was go that... back Okay. because I, I tried uh -huh. and it just, my hand, the, the surgery part healed, but with that in my mind, always that there's going to be more. Mm -hmm. I, and I, I love to play piano. I, I love to you sew. You need your hands. Yeah. I was just like, you know what? God is telling me this door is closing. And truthfully, previous to that, I just fought that feeling. I'd fought it and fought it and fought it. I think it was the biopsy mm -hmm. that got me to thinking, okay, God, I'm listening. Mm -hmm. I hear you. <laughs> Sometimes I'm going. it takes us a few times to have the message it, to be able to hear it. It took me forever. It was yeah. a, almost a solid year before when my symptoms with this trigger situation started happening before I finally said, okay, mm. I'm done. So I went back to work after the surgery in August. I was out for about three weeks or four weeks with that. And then at the end of November, and then I really, when I went back, I gave my boss my notice mm -hmm. and I continued to work to the end of November just with that looming, like, oh, please don't let anything else happen, you know, but I just knew I needed to give him a long notice. I was driving to Victor three days a week, hmm. 150 miles each day. And he was going to have to replace He was going to have to find somebody else. Yeah. And it takes a while to find the right fit. That practice was so fantastic. It still is. Mm -hmm. And I just, I couldn't bear the thought of having to just leave him in a bind and not have my replacement on board. And and they found a really great gal that actually lives in Victor oh, to take perfect. my spot. Oh, and good. she's been awesome. And so I um, left at the end of November and then... And you I, didn't know what you were going to do? No, I, I didn't know. I mean, I, I, just, I just came home. And then it was mid-December when I went and rode with my cousin. So that was pretty... Pretty good pretty, timing. Pretty quick. Yeah, right. It was good timing. And you know, and I, I always know this, like when God closes one door, he opens another door. And when I saw that door opening, I was just like, this could be it. This is it. This is it. And I just felt so drawn to it and so passionate about it from the very beginning 
that I I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> you you were you were obsessed now with. This oh, idea. I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Well, you had a truck coming, so I imagine. Well, you the truck. To... Yeah. I mean, I it was the end of November. Um, let's see, it was mid December. So by the end of December, I owned the brand new truck. Yeah. Wow. And he had he had taken delivery of it and driven it to California by December thirty first. What do you think it was? That, I, I mean, are you? usually that impulsive no to be able never to do stuff? Uh -huh. i am at we, my husband and i neither one are risk takers we love i i love status quo and i'm not saying i'm not an exceller because everything i've done i've done with all my heart yeah but i don't do stuff like this yeah, just all of a sudden yeah oh my gosh i've borrowed so much money mm -hmm. i took such a huge risk with this and and we are not debt people we hate debt and we've lived responsibly and within a budget for we're dave ramsey fanatics yeah this was yeah. completely outside the realm of that yeah but i could do nothing else it was you no different than knew that it, this was it well it was no different than when i need, knew i needed to become a hygienist god yeah. put that on my heart too and i can't even explain to you the blessings i got from that job yeah and and you just acted then and you were doing the same thing now. yeah yeah mm -hmm. that was very different though because there was the potential of like it was safe even though we were putting out money for college you know i i had scholarships all the way through because i crushed i'm i'm not kidding i worked so hard at college that isu paid my tuition every semester wow. i never had to pay tuition wow because i stayed high on the list mm -hmm. of grades yeah. and but there was that promise of a career afterwards and a sure. guaranteed income and a degree and, and yes, a degree yes and and a job and this is really no promise absolutely none mm -hmm. other than i'm out there busting hump every day <laughs> <laughs> well and you are you are definitely you can tell that passion it's definitely translated to providing the very best product for your customers and the Thank very you. best service Thank so talk you. to me a little bit about how you knew you had this truck coming that mm -hmm. you kind of knew what the structure was how do you even know how to begin any of that well that's where my cousin really comes into play and Bruce, the guy who built my truck, hugely helpful in telling me. I, well, the first thing I did is I went to Twin Falls probably no less than 10 times uh -huh. and spent two, ride one and two and nights for her to show me. Uh -huh. And she was so gracious about that. Yeah. She showed me everything. And you know what's been the best part of this? Even though I'm so new to this still, I now have two, three, or four different young women who are in this journey that I'm in turn trying to show them and tell them what I'm doing and, and looking them up with Tammy too. Yeah. Tammy is a natural born mentor. And so she took me under her wing and I came, I became just a guest in their home so many times. And she would let me make, she would teach me how to run, run the espresso maker. She would teach me how to make the smoothies. She would teach me how to run the square, you know, because I, I bought my very first iPad I've, I don't do computers. <laughs> so I'd technology never was one. another thing. That... Oh my goodness. I'd never own, I'm 54 years old. I, I don't like that stuff. Yeah. And I got back on Facebook, which I'd been off for seven, eight years. And not only back on Facebook, you have a really cute social media presence. You're really present out there. Well, thank you. I mean, I feel like everybody has been so supportive that way. And I'm trying to bring, I'm trying to bring positivity to my social media because there's all, all we see is bad news. I'm so tired of bad news yeah. because there's so much to smile about. Yeah. There's so much to be happy about. And I'm, whatever I do, I'm doing it in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And if I don't show how, and here I am crying, but I'm crying happy tears. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like God has given me this opportunity. And if I use it poorly, or if I go out there just, you know, with a sad face or you or know, like, I don't really want to be doing this. Right, because mm -hmm. I do want to be doing it, even mm -hmm. though it is absolutely, without a doubt, outside of probably anatomy and physiology in college. Yes, yes. This is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Sure. Well, it's all you. I mean, it's you having to hustle and get your customers and be where they are. How did you know where to even go? Oh, I didn't. Go? You know, but I know what, here's the other thing I know is like, God kept showing me people, places, opportunities, who to talk to. And so what I did, because I had three months to wait for my truck to get built, 
I ended up starting out with just my visits to businesses. Okay. I would I made up a menu, I made up some order forms, I made it I made it look real official and it, even though I had no idea like I'm totally legit. I'm totally just trust legit. Me. <laughs> trust me, there's going to be a really cool truck coming someday yeah, yeah. soon and my builder would not give me a date because he knew that I was so like out there marketing it. He's like it's putting pressure on me. I'm like, "Listen, I'm just telling people sometime soon." Yeah. Um and so anyway, I started going around just making cold calls and telling people what I was going to be doing. And I established routes for every day of the week. I had, by the time my truck arrived, I was ready to hit the routes. Wow, that's great. It was so scary because people looked at me like, yeah, right, whatever, lady. And they, they looked at me also like they had, I mean, anybody who hasn't seen my truck would look at that. And everybody's like, it's got to be some old revamped camper or some yeah, VW no. bus or something. They didn't get it. But when I pull in with, I mean, so to pre-market something that is in my mind, with them thinking Roach Coach, yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what they're thinking. Yeah, they just assume it's some beat down, beat up old thing. Yeah, and it's a brand new, gorgeous, yeah, gorgeous. piece of machinery. It's very beautiful. Yeah. So uh, that was hard to do. Uh huh. Because I had to try to explain. And you didn't it to have them. your product to be able to. I didn't give have it to them. No, I couldn't yeah. give anybody anything. In fact, one of my favorite things that happened during this process is I happened to go out to. The car dealerships out um, by the highway, BMW yeah. mm -hmm. it specifically was the one that I have to just tell this story because this was so precious to me. And those guys are still like, they're my fright. I saw them today. I, they're my favorite. I mean, I'm not going to say there's a favorite, but Brandon, Curtis, but I have to tell you what happened. Um, they called me. I had gone out there like probably six weeks before my truck was going to be done. And I told them about it and they were so excited and just like beyond enthusiastic. And so a, another few that weeks goes by. That gave you a nice probably boost. It did like, I'm because doing I had, thing. oh yeah, I had a lot of people be like, what are you talking about? You're weird. Get <laughs> yeah. out of here. <laughs> right. But those guys were just like, what? That is the coolest the idea. So a few weeks goes by and they call me and they're like, Angie, we need some coffee today. And I'm like, oh, I don't have your, I don't have my truck yet. I said, I can ham your pants. I can clean your house. I can do anything. I can iron for you. I can wash your windows. Those are the skills I have right now to share with you, but right. I don't have the ability to bring you the mocha you want so badly. Yeah. Um, so I went over to Lucy's Pizza and I bought a large pizza. I had it delivered out there with my little card that said, thank you for being paid. I will be there soon. Love oh, Angie. that's awesome. And they had large pizza. They didn't get white chocolate mochas. But the very first day, they were my very first customers on my very first day. And I will never forget this. I wrote about this on my Facebook, but I go out there and I don't know what I'm doing. I, even though Tammy has thoroughly trained me, yeah. I'm so this scared. This is your gig now. Yeah. I'm driving my truck to their business and saying, here's Angie making you a, a he and Brandon ordered a white chocolate mocha. And I hear mocha, I think chocolate, chocolate. Yeah, right. And Bruce is with me, my builder. He's, he's like, oh. Angie, there's no chocolate in a white chocolate mocha. And I'm like, yeah, there is. There's gotta be. And so I, I didn't listen to Bruce, the 40-year veteran of coffee trucks. Yeah, no, because you're thinking chocolate. I put some chocolate in there and I go hand it to Brandon. I'm like, here's your, here's your white chocolate mocha. And he drinks it and he's like, that is the best one I've ever had. I'm like, I don't think you want a chocolate in there, did you? He's like, no, but it is so delicious. It's my new favorite. Oh, I love it. So even though you'd screwed up on his order, he was like your he was biggest all for, fan. You know, and I think for me, what that just showed me is that you find those people, you surround yourself with those people who get you. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've wasted a lot of time trying to make myself be gotten, uh -huh. like trying to explain it, trying to sell it. And what I found is you don't have to sell it if you find the right people. Yeah. They automatically know that it's something that's going to benefit them. It's something that you're trying so hard to do something good. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, the the, la the following months since I got my truck, all I've done now are month, months, months, it's one, one and a half months. Let's just yeah, face you're it. You're still pretty early. <laughs> I'm, I'm finding those little pockets of people who get me. Yeah. Who understand that this is something that will help them. 
This is something that could brighten their day. I'm going to serve it to them with a smile. I'm going to remake it if it's not to their liking and they're not going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. It's that kind of stuff. Even though my bottom line is tight, I'm not going to lie. It's so important to me that what I'm serving out that window tastes good and it brings them satisfaction because the last thing I ever want to do is see someone toss my drink out and say, that was garbage. I'm never ordering from her again. Right. Never going to happen. Huh? Yeah. Well, and I'm sure people, and it was no different than when I was a hygienist after 17 and a half years, every patient who left my chair, I said, please feel around with your tongue and tell me, does that feel good to you? Is there any spots you feel like I've missed? Even though I know I didn't. Yeah. Right. You were really, you knew what you were doing. I did, but I still wanted to make sure they knew that I cared. And that's how I want this to be. Uh -huh. I want every person who takes my drinks out the window or my snacks or my treats or any other thing that I serve out that window and knows that I care about if it's good or not. If, it's, if, if, if they feel like they got a good value, if they feel like they got good service, if I was on time, which I'm right now I'm struggling with that because I have feast and famine days. Like some days are not busy enough and other days are way too busy and I've lost business because I can't, there's just one of me. I can't get around to everybody. Yeah, right. Everybody wants it in the morning. Everybody wants it at nine o'clock. Yeah. And <laughs> so, you can't be everywhere at nine o'clock. You can't. have to choose. I'm sure. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Do you then choose places where you have a bigger opportunity? You know, I mean, you know, it'd be I, great for you to come around to all of the two people's places, but you just yeah. can't be everywhere. So well, the, the thing like? that I've done after I've crunched the numbers for the first months, I've realized I'm doing too much running and not enough staying. Okay. So I've paid so much money in gasoline. Mm -hmm. I have to put really good gas in this truck because the generator runs on the on the same on the gas tank okay. so you can't just throw any old gas in there and i've spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on gas yeah so what that has told me is that i have got to consolidate i've got to streamline i've got to find those places where it's more than one or two i really can't and that my cousin never she always goes to places where there's 10 or 12 or 15 mm -hmm. and I, I can't expect that as I'm building because people need to try it first mm -hmm. but if it's consistently one or two I, I'm so sad I had to tell people this week I can't keep coming clear out here for yeah. one or two it's yeah. just it's too much money for me and I can't afford it but you told them you can find me yeah. at a certain place are you yes and that's some what spots? yeah mm -hmm. I'm working on on parking spots and I've got three really solid well actually four as of today I've got another person offering up their parking lot. So I'm, I'm going to get my schedule out this weekend and really try to even out the days and really try to uh, establish set hours at certain places so people can come find me. Cause I know I've lost business cause I have been hard to find uh -huh. unless you're on my routes. Uh -huh. And, and I've got to, I've got to allow, cause most of my Facebook followers are not on my routes. So they're, they're liking and sharing my posts and have never tasted my coffees yet. So why do you think that is? I, I, I hope it's cause they love me. Yeah. I think that's, true. I hope it's cause they want me to do good. Yeah. I think that's why. Yeah, I think so too. But you know, I want them to be able to have some too. Mm -hmm. And so I am working hard. I just got the go ahead from Natural Grocers and from um, ISU. I have a meeting with ISU on Monday. Great. Um, College of Eastern Idaho. And now my sweet friend Monique is letting me park in her parking lot out on the end of First Street at Clubhouse Daycare, which she has just been amazing. That's great. So many mentors have yeah. come forth and just. Because they do want to see you be successful. Plus, we want your coffee. Well, thank you. I think the coffee is really good. I found yeah. an amazing coffee. Uh, espresso beans are not bitter. They're so good. They're out of Jackson Hole, Great Northern Roasting Company. Great. They have been fantastic to work with. And I've always loved their coffee. I never even drank espresso. I, I'm so a this coffee. is a new thing for you to yeah. figure out what I mean, it, I've always how it's supposed to taste and all of that. Oh yeah, I'm drinking it all the time now. <laughs> I mean, I love it. And this, these espresso beans are top notch. Like they are not bitter. They are, and everybody's like, oh, I don't like it because it's bitter. Well, mine's not you bitter. Like, try it. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so good. And the smoothies. That's all I've been doing today. Is as I had to go home and get more ice. I'm out of ice for the smoothies. So clearly, you have a passion for the customers that you're taking care of and oh, the yeah. quality of your 
you're proud oh, of doing what I you're putting about. out. Yeah, that's all if I that's care clear. about. And man, I can tell your passion, and I'm sure that the <laughs> listeners can hear how you're feeling about that. Thank it's clear. You. Yeah. You've got a lot of cheerleaders in your corner <laughs> wanting you to succeed, and I'm sure when they listen to this show, they'll be even more true fans. So it's going to be great. <laughs> well, thank you. Tell me a little bit, though. Obviously, I know as a business owner and people that I have spoken with. They have definitely had times where they have been, they've had to conquer moments of doubt. Oh, did you, so many. Did you buy that truck and then you're like, what the crap did I do? Yeah, like, well, what does I think, that look like? I think when I said, what the crap did I do was when the truck arrived. <laughs> you're like, oh, no, I have whole, to do it. Yeah, the whole three months of building up was so fun for me. I mean, buying all the supplies and yeah, getting all my it's like logos. Christmas. Oh, every day we're shipping. My whole house was covered in boxes from Websteron and Amazon, and I was excited. It was so fun. And then the truck got here, and and then Bruce left, and, and I sat in the truck and I cried. I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> but <laughs> I better figure it out. <laughs> I better figure. I was so scared, and I just remember those first few weeks of just being gut wrenching agony of like, I just traded my very easy comfortable life for something so hard yeah because the other thing that happened is i'd been off of work for four months i hadn't gone to work uh -huh. outside of you know wake up and, and you know drink my coffee and do some paperwork and order some things i mean it was i i worked hard those days but it was all from my desk and i could be in my jammies yeah okay if that's over mm -hmm. and, and you're when getting up early to do I this am job <laughs> up at five every day yeah. i don't always leave my house at five but i have a lot of work to do also every night when I go home um, after my routes are over I have at least two hours of cleaning and setting up for tomorrow and then also pay the bills right you know work out your schedules um, make contact with new businesses I'm a lot that people don't see Oh, and see, and that's the part my little sneaky cousin never told me about. <laughs> that I saw, I saw the ice cream truck part. Right. I didn't see the gut-wrenching pull hoses and fill up tanks and charge up generators and lear learn about generators and yeah, learn right. about solar panels and learn about... I mean, I'm I'm a farm girl, so I can do it, but I promise you, I stayed up nights worrying about my generator. Yeah. I, I, of Just all making the sure things, that it would work. Well, just the oil changes and oh, how, to, yes. how to have that happen and what kind of oil. I, I, just stuff I never dreamed. Never I knew was, you were going to have to worry about. Never. Yeah. And so those were the things. And then also getting back in physical shape to go to work every morning, five days a week. Uh -huh. And I mean, I'm home usually by two or some days earlier. Like right now, Mondays and Tuesdays are super laid back. They're not busy enough. Mm -hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, craziness. You're huffing it. So when you were having, like, when you were sitting in your truck, like, what have oh. I done? What is it that pushes you through? What was it that you were like, I oh. can't throw in the towel. This is what I'm going to do. I think the payments, the loans, the debt, the, uh -huh, the responsibility, uh, the fact it. that my husband uh, was like, we got to figure out how to make this pay mm -hmm. because I have a honking payment to make every month now. And right. I'm 54 years old. Yeah. You know, and it's not, it's not just that it's the insurance. It's the, you know, there's, yeah, a, there's a lot being a business owner. And I think for me, I just knew I did this on my own. He wasn't super for it. He is now. In fact, something really cool happened this week. He said, I am so proud of you for being so courageous. Yeah. It's like, I've never seen courage. you so passionate, but you're courageous. And I, I to me, I can't, you couldn't have said anything more wonderful uh -huh. to me because Way to I, go, hubby. Good yeah. job. Oh, he's amazing. He's an amazing person. And he's just, and neither one of us are risk takers. And the other thing that was hard about this is I don't usually act outside of his will because we are together. Yeah, on you're stuff. usually on. And this was page. not something he was a big fan of. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But gradually, as, as the weeks have, and months have passed by, he has just seen that I am serious about this. I have this big machine in our shop. I have to make. It pay. I'm sure he has also seen the passion from the people and their he, reactions. Oh my goodness. Because you're like the most popular kid in school now. <laughs> like everybody wants you to be their friend. Well, I want to be everybody's friend, you know, and that's the thing. I I have met so many amazing people. You're yeah. one of them. Yeah. You know, great. just so many connections with new friends, new faces, just 
you know, and it's funny because in my career working in Victor all those years, I missed out on a lot of local friends, uh -huh. a lot of a lot of getting connected. I mean, although I, there's been yeah, a ton. Yeah, your patients were, you were really close with. Yeah, but. and so to be back in Idaho Falls all the time now, every day out and about, meeting new people, seeing the faces of these people just warms my heart. And I, you know, this the very first stop this morning, I was up by the airport at Progression. They have an amazing call center up there. I, I love all those call centers up yeah. there. They're great because they can't leave, you yeah, know. Right. They're stuck on a phone all day. And so when I pull in, I, I went in to tell the lady that I was there and she just had this cutest smile on her face. She's like, you made I my saw day. your truck. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that is why I come. Because uh -huh. you do bring a lot of smiles to people. Well, I hope, I hope that I can continue to do that. You know, this is a little bit of an expensive habit for some. And I, I know that, you know, and I, I've you never. You a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've never personally bought coffee at Starbucks or anything. I always just drink black coffee. So even when I was making up my menu, I kind of cringed. I'm like, and, and then I look around at the other people and what they're charging. I'm actually lower than most of the other places. And, and I'm bringing it to, it to them. them. Yeah, wait. <laughs> and I'm loading up on the ingredients. I'm like, oh my goodness. I hope that people hope that people get that they're getting a value, even though it's an expensive value. Does that make sense? Yeah, right. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, if they're going to pay the money, they're going to get some quality. Yeah, it's not just going to be some thrown together garbage. It's going to be with my heart and soul in right. it. I mean, not literally, that's gross, <laughs> but still. <laughs> but it's pretty much all your passion put into a cup of coffee. It is, because it matters to me what it tastes like and that people feel like they're getting a good value. Yeah. And that it's provided with a you know, a smile. Yeah. That's key to me. I'm all about smiles. I always have been. So do you have bad days? Like what oh, do you yeah. do when you... Tuesday, I cried all day. And so how did you put on the smile for people? It's just you? I think I just waited till I got in the truck and I cried. I couldn't give away a cup of coffee on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then Wednesday, I was turning away business. Mm -hmm. I, I, and is that just the nature of this I think business? So. Uh -huh. I think so. And again, just trying to hone in the places where they get it, yeah. where they understand. You know, it's not what I thought. And that's the other thing I've learned is like everything I thought was going to happen hasn't. Really? And new things have <laughs> happened that I didn't envision. Uh-huh. Not so, necessarily good or bad, just no, what it just was. different. Yeah. You know, and for me, that's really good. I'm such a routine person. Oh my goodness, I am set in my ways. Yeah, you can. And be. for me to have to go outside my comfort zone, for me to have to like be flexible is really hard. So how are you overcoming that? It's just putting yourself in this position where you don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. Yeah. And and I know as the weeks of so I'm six weeks in, every week the happiness factor has gone up and the stress factor has gone down because I realize I can make the payment. Yeah, you're going to make it. You're I'm going to make okay. I'm going to make it. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I need something to do for my goal is to stick with this for 5 years. I think after 5 years I'm probably going to need to find a young energetic person cuz then my husband will be ready to retire and we're going to go hit the road. We're okay. going to buy a motorhome and get out of town. So just anyone listening, make a yeah. note. In 5 yeah, years this notes. business may be for sale. It may be for sale <laughs> and I'm going to keep knows, that. at that time you might have more than one truck. The, uh, well, I've always thought that this is such an amazing business opportunity that I should order another truck, but then I realized how much work one truck is. <laughs> Let's how get much, through one yet. How first. much room one truck takes up in my shop, which yeah, is right. all of it. Right, <laughs> right. It's not a little truck. It's not like a little camper no. thing. No. I thought of a fleet, and I'm thinking too big. I just need to take care of Queenie. Yeah, one thing at a time. One at a time. I like it. One yeah. day at a time. Yep. So, through all of this, what was the best advice you've received? And and. What advice would you give to others considering self-employment? I know this isn't for everybody. Yeah. Well, I didn't. This is the first time I've ever been self-employed. I grew up a, a daughter of a farmer who was obviously self-employed, and it was a fantastic business person and a fantastic farmer. And you pour your heart and soul into what you're doing. It's a 24-hour-a-day job. Yeah, right. You're up at night making lists of things you've got to do. You got, you know, just like today, I had to run home and fill up things that I ran out of today. I don't like doing that. It's a waste of gas. It's a waste of time. You know, get better prepared, you know, but I think for me, and this, this advice actually came from the Bible, <laughs> where most of my good advice comes from. Yeah, and it's, it's a pretty good standard. This, this is a verse that talks about, don't borrow tomorrow's trouble. Every day has enough of its own. Let today just be enough. Today, let's just let this be enough. 
you know, God's got you. You know, if you have God in your plan, if you put him at the front of your plan, for me personally, I know that God's leading me on this journey. Mm -hmm. So I'm consulting him daily and I'm talking to him daily. When I get really frustrated or upset that I can't sell a cup of coffee on Tuesday, on Wednesday, it poured it poured over. Yeah, right. It poured It'll over. Take care of you. Uh -huh. And I, you know, I, and every day for me, I just have to think about today. And if I can only measure my success today in the number of people I made happy or the number of people that smiled or the number of people that I could ask them about their day or how cute they looked in that shirt or, <laughs> you know, what, how pretty their eyes are or what's going on with them today. If it's just measured in only the people part, that's the reason. That's how I become successful. It doesn't matter if I can sell enough coffee. Today, I sold enough for today. So I think just that, having that mindset of like, all you can do is your best today. Yeah. And tomorrow might be better. It might be worse. Yeah. You know, but then but it goes away and there's another day. There's another day. And so on Tuesday, in the midst of all those tears, I'm like, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Angie, stop sorry it. For yourself. Yeah. You can get through this. Yeah. Because I, I, just, I just have had lots of days like that, mm -hmm. but they're becoming less and less mm -hmm. because I realized I worked really hard today. I worked really hard and I did my best. And if it doesn't work out, you know, the worst thing that happens is it doesn't work out. Yeah. You know, and that, no then regrets. I get, I sell it and I go do the next thing. I go back to my sewing, you know, <laughs> yes. making aprons or hemming pants or, you know, going, and it's, it's all consuming and you can let it be that. And I have to also find that balance, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard. Well, how fun for you that you have been. I love what your husband said to you about his respect for you and you being brave. Yeah. Because so many of us have maybe had these dreams or had these aspirations and to follow through with it is oh. one thing. You know, thinking about it is one thing, but actually following through with it, it does take a ton of guts and just oh. kudos to you for doing oh. it. I doubt highly it's going to fail. You're, <laughs> like I, I think you're you're going to you're going to do pretty fantastic and we're oh. going to be able to watch that. Well, thank you. I'm I mean, I couldn't I can't try any harder. Yeah, there, no, I don't I get feel like feeling. there's nope. any more that I can do. <laughs> we will never accuse you for not putting your whole heart, whole heart and soul into this for sure. Well, thank you. So, Angie, I love your story. Thank you for sharing it with us. Is there anything else you want to share with the listeners today? Anything that you feel like you haven't had a chance to tell them that you want them to hear? Well, one one of the things I do need to cuz my kids will all be listening to this. Yes, um, I hope so. My my family has been integral in just the success so far and the encouragement. My kids have invested in this emotionally, financially, you know, every way. And your kids are adults. They're all adults, mm -hmm. yeah. Um but the daily amounts of love and encouragement I get from my mom, from my friends, from my kids, from my husband, from all those people who are rooting for me. I just, I can't get over it. I, I just don't, I don't feel worthy of it. Oh, stop it. But I feel like, you know, find that group of people and surround yourself with those people, not the naysayers, but the yaysayers. Because the yaysayers can get you through on those days when you feel like you just completely and utterly made a huge mistake. You put yourself at risk. You're so vulnerable. You're so scared. You're so discouraged. You find those yaysayers and put them all around you. And you call them. Don't be afraid to call them. And that's the other thing that these little gals that I'm mentoring, we've all got this little agreement that if one of us is having a bad day, please Let's talk to each other about it. Yeah, we can support each other. Support each other. Show each other. And even Bruce, he called me yesterday. He's like, Angie, you're doing great. I'm Do like, you? <sighs> now, really, Angie, have you had naysayers? Have you had people oh, yeah. since you've opened say, what? you know, you're not going to be successful? Not a ton, but people like, well, you're crazy. What are you doing this yeah, for? Yeah. What is this? You know, not Their a ton. Their own fears being projected onto yeah, you. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think, I think most people get me because they know that this is the kind of personality I've had. But the best compliment I had lately came from my sweet friend, Kelly. And she said, and this, she came to my truck. She chased me down and came to my <laughs> truck with her husband, Craig. They're my friends from Mud Lake. 
She's like, Angie, this fits you perfectly. Yeah, this is where you need to be. This job, this truck, this career fits you perfectly. Yeah. And so I listen to that. I listen to the people who say, you can do it. I know you're tired. You can do it. Can I help? Yeah. Had so many people say, I want to come help you. I'm like, I can't afford to pay you. It's They're like, give me a coffee. The, it's the adult um, ice cream truck, man. They just it want is. to be a part of this. So many sweet friends, Amy and yeah, that's Jody great. and Melissa. My, my friend Melissa came this week and helped me make 50 smoothies. Wow, that's great. She just was cranking them out. It's good to you, that you have a tribe. Oh, well, yeah. your story has been so inspiring. Thank you uh, for sharing your inspiring journey with us Thank and for you. being so authentic and real <laughs> about what it's like to be a business owner oh, and yeah. the risk that it takes. Um, it's clear that you have a major passion for this work. And I know that you're giving that gift that you hope to be able to give to people, that smile, that Feeling like you're making a difference, you absolutely are. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for spreading it around and making our lives a little brighter every day. <laughs> um, everybody needs to be looking out for Queenie. And, and <laughs> She's hard to her. miss. Yeah, find her in some of the spots <laughs> yeah. and go try this out. So thank Angie, you. again, thank you for this time. And uh, we look forward to seeing all the great things that you're going to do. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. I can't, I really can't thank you enough. It's fun. I love this. It's <laughs> awesome. So as a reminder, Oswald Service is the sponsor of East Idaho Entrepreneurs. If you're looking for an automotive repair uh, business or automotive repair provided with honesty and integrity, look no further than Oswald Service in Idaho Falls and Rexburg. Now stay tuned for the business leadership moment. See you next time. It's now time for a business leadership moment on East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Welcome to the business leadership moment. This is the segment where I give tips and tricks on how to be a better leader in life and business and wherever you find yourself being a leader. As a reminder, this particular segment is sponsored by RiseCon. RiseCon is an East Idaho business conference held every November. And it also has a sister called RiseX. RiseX is a monthly executive event where it's like a mastermind, networking, fantastic place. You get to brainstorm with other business owners and work on issues that are happening in your business. So I really highly encourage you to check these out. You can find them at www.risecon.com. And don't forget, Rise is spelled with a Z. Uh, so today, I wanted to share with you an event that happened this last week that was so profound, and I just really, um, just really have moved me, and I wanted to share with you. So, um, you know, I've talked a lot about accountability and about Linda Galindo. Linda Galindo has a book called The 85% Solution. Linda is absolutely my mentor, and her work literally changed my life around owning, being accountable, owning everything, quit playing the victim. Um, and that was really hard because at a time in my life, I didn't, I was really good at playing the victim. I was okay, but everyone around or else around me wasn't. Uh, maybe that sounds familiar to you. So I've had this great opportunity as I've been working with my team uh, to partner with Linda. And she came to, she, she was at a staff meeting that we had. Um, and she gave some great advice that I wanted to share with you. One of the members of our team was being very vulnerable and authentic and saying how in her life, her role as the rescue fixer saver, meaning when something happened, she would run in and fix it. Uh, or when she saw somebody struggling with a particular concept or doing a piece of their job, it was just easier for her to run in and do it because it was easy for her. So that kind of behavior is what we refer to as rescue fixing and saving. So she was saying how in her life, being a rescue fixer saver at work, in her home, in a lot of her relationships is truly her identity. And who is she if she isn't a rescue fixer or a saver? That was her whole value to people and, and what she perceived. Um, and so it was very interesting to hear her be vulnerable with that because I think so many of us can identify with that. We may not realize it, but when we really stop to think about it, because we have all sorts of reasons why, well, it's just easier for me to do it, 
or I know it better or whatever. It sounds good at the moment, but when you really look, step back and identify, why are we jumping in rescue, fixing, and saving? Well, it's all about us. And so um, Linda shared with her that um, the thing that changed Linda's mindset, and I can just second this so much, is that when you think about, if you're doing that with adults, you're running in rescue, fixing, and saving, you are not treating people like they are fully capable, that they're able to do what you're asking them to do. And you're not holding them accountable to what they're capable of doing. And we're taking the easier route, uh, what we perceive as being easier, as running in and rescue, fixing, and saving. Think about when we do that, it is actually very demeaning. So we're reinforcing whatever belief it is that they aren't competent, they aren't able, they aren't adults and able to do the things that you've asked them to do when you run in and fix it. Now, I, I know that I've done that, and at the moment, I certainly didn't feel like that, um, I was that I was intentionally sending that message. But then uh, I recognized times when that was being done to me, when I wasn't able to fully be challenged and rise to the occasion. Somebody came in, rescue, fix, and saved, cut me off at the knees, whatever you want to call it. It is very demeaning. So when you can change your mindset to understand the behaviors when we are doing those things, actually you're sending a very counterintuitive message to, you know, what we hope that we're doing. We might think that we're helping, um, but it's really actually counterintuitive, especially when you have a high performer who really wants to be challenged and rise to the occasion. Um, It's demeaning to them and... um, we need to realize that treating them like they're a competent, able adult is actually much more uh, empowering. It's self-empowering for them. And the other thing that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the front end is the more that we're able to do that, the more we are able to create not being needed by helping people rise to their potential, we actually become more valuable. Um, and more of a leader than just a manager or fire putter out or whatever other title you may be saying about yourself. So I just wanted to share that with you. It was such a great, we had this great interaction. Uh, It was fun to hear Linda coaching the team and share this particular bit of wisdom. And I just sat there shaking my head because I have lived this. I am a recovering rescue fixer saver. I will not say that I am healed because it still happens on occasion, but I hope that you guys can learn something from um, my experience from uh, Linda and her wisdom and take that into your daily lives and just do the best that you can to let people rise to to the bar that you're setting for them, treat them like competent individuals, and we'll be surprised. I think they will rise to it too. So have a fantastic week and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair. For all your car care needs in Eastern Idaho, let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com